You're tuned into Creative Concept with your favorite host, Cray Thibodeau, bringing you the latest in wellness, investment, and business. Please follow and add to your playlist. Make sure you tune in every Wellness Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. What's good, everybody? It's your girl, Cray, back for another episode of Wellness Wednesday, where we cover aspects of investment, business, and wellness to give you insight on ways that you can think outside of the box and take your thinking to new heights. Tonight, I wanted to cover something so special, near and dear to me, that I took it upon myself to pull in a special guest. Now, plenty of ways for us to talk about COVID have been circulating, but one thing that I think most of us need to know is how to reach the children who are affected by this pandemic. Tonight, I have the honor of interviewing a wonderful young lady, a special little gem that I like to call Shea Deskins. Of course, she's my daughter, you guys, and I'm so proud to make sure that I get the chance to actually interview her and we sit down and have a little candid conversation about some things that I don't think a lot of parents get to hear from the eyes or lens of a high school student or a kid. Now, tonight's episode is called Kids and COVID. And I think that Shea is a wonderful representation of a few different things when it comes to ways to deal with the pandemic and how she's decided to kind of rise above some of the uh, adversities that she's had to deal with over this uh, short period of time. Now, I am under the impression that we are potentially going to be on you know, a reset for some time now. And I think it's about just that time that I sit down and talk to her specifically because there have been a lot of changes in our house and a lot of changes regarding Shea's future. And the reason why I wanted to highlight a kid is because there's no better way to get down and dirty and learn a little bit more from this next generation than to actually sit down and have a conversation with them. So here I am sitting next to my daughter. We decided to actually step away. We're in Quincy, Washington tonight, and we're talking candidly at the campsite because, man, sometimes you just got to get away. What's good with you, Shea? How are things going? Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Mom. Yeah. Um, things are going well. Okay, cool. Tell me a little bit about yourself or tell the listeners out there. You don't have to tell me, I know, but tell the listeners <laughs> about yourself. Um, tell us, you know, how old you are, where you're from, and, you know, your, your most recent experience as an entrepreneur. Um, I'm 15 years old. I'll be 16 in September. It's going into my sophomore year this year, and I feel like there's been a lot of changes that have affected everyone negatively and positively throughout this time. Um, these changes have affected students, adults, people in many careers, and just the world in general, and I feel like a lot's been happening. Um, school is changing. My perspective on things I want to do in the future has changed plans have been canceled so there's a lot of changes that I feel like people have to adapt to right now that's what's up okay cool thank you for sharing that tell me um, about your first opportunity to be an entrepreneur and why that was even important to you and I think that this gives us a good um, perspective on 
why we're having this conversation tonight because there's a lot of extra added pressure to kids these days to do more and be better. So tell me about your first entrepreneurial endeavor and what that what that meant to you and why you decided to do that. My first endeavor as being an entrepreneur was, I think, what do you think, um, eight years old? Yeah, I think you were eight. Mm-hmm. Eight years old. Um, I've watched you growing up deciding to make certain decisions about where you want to take yourself career-wise and you're one of my biggest role models so I learned from you in many ways and I found out that you were an entrepreneur and once I found out what the definition of that was I was like okay well you're your own boss and I'd like to do the same so um, I took from you and I decided that I wanted to do a activewear line and I've been big on being an athlete and fashion and I love clothing and so I noticed that you started your own clothing line so I was like okay let me start my own branch so that form of entrepreneur was um for me to make a clothing line for kids and young adults so I started that at a young age and that clothing line was called LuLaRoe and um it started off with just cells and I was a consultant at a young age um not a designer and I was working with much of the people within that career and working with you on trying to figure out what parts of that I wanted to sell and represent so that was a big turning point for me and I felt like I learned a lot from that experience so yeah awesome well good yeah um I remember doing like fashion shows with you and um just watching you kind of you know pump the kids up and help them you know find their greatness and and be confident I remember the youngest kid that we were working with probably those twins um truth and justice I think Mm -hmm. I think their names were truth and justice and they were legitimately like four Mm -hmm. and you were like down on your knee pumping them up you Mm -hmm. know making sure that they looked good and you know, we're telling them just go out there and be confident and do your best. And, you know, one of them was really nervous and it was a boy and girl twins, uh, pair. And I remember the mom was so proud. She was behind the stage and she was like, Oh my gosh, my kids are on stage. And she was so pumped, but to watch you transform into a young, you know, leader in the community was really, really great. And, um, that's a perfect segue because I really want to highlight tonight some of the positives and some of the negatives that, uh, we as parents have experienced in watching you kids grow through this pandemic and give me some insight. I'd like to get some insight from you, um, as it pertains to how to cope with that and what that looks like for you from your lens, from your perspective, because as parents, we only have one side of the coin you know, and you guys are the other side for us most of the time. So, um, I'm really interested to find out a little bit more about why, you know, this is important to you. And I really wanted to pull you aside because you're so busy and mm-hmm. you stay busy and you're kind of like your mom, kind of like a busybody. So, um, this is a great opportunity. So thanks for doing this tonight. So I want to give you guys a few facts because, you know, on the, um, creative concepts pon- podcast, we're talking about Uh, things that are candid and things that are off script. We're not here to, you know, um, feed you with a lot of propaganda or um, overthought uh, opinions. We really just want to 
cut to the facts. And the best thing about cutting to the facts in the eyes of a child is that they're going to give you their perspective raw. And that, for me, is a more therapeutic way to um, enlighten and emphasize uh, some of the some of the ideas that we might already have as adults and think that we understand. And then, you know, get a twist from a kid and we're actually the learners. So the children are our best teachers, I think. Now, some of the positives about um, a pandemic for children are that they get a chance to sit down with family members and connect. They get a chance to think innovatively and kind of out of the box about ways to um, communicate with their peers. And then, you know, school's out and you get a chance to just really find calm and peace from the stress of going to school online. Now, Shea, you sound like you've done plenty of things. Um, and, and for the listeners, I want them to know, you know, Shea has been an athlete for years. Um, she started playing basketball at a, at a young tot. She's always had something extra going on. So this isn't to say that she is um, any different than any other kid, but this is a kid who understands just how hard it is for a single parent to overcome some stress uh, regarding scheduling and, um, you know, uh, transportation. And there have been a lot of different things that are going on. So you've been going to a prep school for your first year um, of high school, and I know that it hasn't been easy. Can you tell me um, some of the positives, though, that you experienced while you were at school? Tell me a little bit about um, being in a private school setting and what you felt um, while you were in the pandemic as a student and you were at home tell me some of the positive things about that um so you mean the positives about when i was in school versus now during the pandemic yep um so starting from middle school i came from a k through eight public school so the transition to a prep school was a lot different for me and i noticed that the changes positively were the community a lot of the kids and the people i connected with were way different compared to middle school they seemed like they actually cared about education the teachers were very involved i felt like i learned a lot and a lot of skills and a lot of tools from the interactions that i met that i had made with people and i feel like that was my biggest I don't know, blessing from being at a prep school. The negatives were that the workload was a lot more for me and the things that I were that I was learning were things that I hadn't been um I don't know, like challenged with or experienced with in general and a lot of the units and and just homework and schoolwork in general was challenging and different for me. So, I feel like a lot of the positives that I learned from being at a prep school overweighed the negatives and it was nothing that I couldn't handle regarding the workload because I had so much support there. Okay, that's what's up. Okay, so 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 this will set us up for the conversation about the pandemic. Okay, so that all sounds real good and fine. Now, there are a lot of parents out there that um, don't take the time to, you know, apply for scholarships. You know, I'm a single mom. I applied for the scholarships and was like, yo, my daughter is going to get into this program. She's about to change her own trajectory. I'm about to sit back and watch this. It's about to be super lit. Here's the deal. The truth of the matter is a pandemic hits and all kinds of shit breaks out like 
um, we're not able to get online uh, readily. Um, at some point, um, our Wi-Fi was off. Uh, Shea was blessed with a um, uh, electronic device at school, but I always think about the kids that don't have the opportunity to get online and Wi-Fi. Um, and matter of fact, I think at the time we were borrowing Wi-Fi from somebody, so it wasn't like it was like you know um, we just had that at our fingertips. We really had to like try to figure out ways to make sure that you were well taken care of in that in that moment. Now, when it comes down to the pandemic hitting, let's talk about the positives about the pandemic. Okay, so you're going to school, you're in a prep program, all of a sudden that um, college preparatory program shuts down and they say, hey, Shea, you've got to get online um, four to eight hours a day. You've got to make sure that you're turning in your assignments and there's like five or six different places that you've got to turn your assignments in. Tell me how it felt when you got hit with a pandemic and you realized a lot's getting ready to change. How did that feel for you? Give me the positives and negatives then. Well, at first, the positives for me were for every kid and every student. Um, when we first got the announcement that, hey, you're not going to be in school anymore, everyone was excited. Oh, my gosh, we can be at home. Like, we don't have to deal with getting up early. It's going to be great. We don't really have a schedule. We can do whatever we want to do. No teachers, no a bunch of homework. Like, that was the initial reaction for everybody and then when we realized like okay this is how it's going to be for the next few months like actually having to get up kind of early kind of sleeping in having to be on zoom calls and facetimes with teachers having to still kind of interact was like actually getting a bit tiring but having to adapt to a new environment online I guess there were negatives not just for me but for other students where we actually did have to communicate about things a lot more than if we were actually in school I feel like when you're in school yes you have that physical interaction and you get to see people face to face but online you have to email and text and constantly call people to just communicate little things and make sure you're on top of your stuff. So um, the negatives with the pandemic were that um, I was struggling with communicating with teachers and administrators from my school and being on top of work in general and having to juggle all types of subjects and all the workload on top of each other. Because once you have a late assignment, then that builds up, builds up off of the new assignments that you get so having to work through the present assignments and the past assignments that I had late was hard and it's like I couldn't keep up and I couldn't catch up with what I was doing um my self-esteem was lowering because I noticed that when I was in school my grades were fine I was a straight-a student and I've always struggled in math so I didn't have the best grade but everything else was just fine so me going into my freshman year, I was thinking, wow, it's going to be one of my best years. I was doing great. And then when the pandemic happened, everything kind of went downhill. So mm-hmm. it was just hard for me to adapt. And by the time that I was able to adapt to an online environment, it was too late. Mm-hmm. So, OK, so you don't see yourself ever being or maybe you do, but maybe not at this point at you know, in the ninth grade, 15 years old can be a little bit um, stressful anyways. Um, 
so you don't see yourself being an online student necessarily yeah i i get real shocked now that i had to experience that with students that are on college online classes like i i don't see myself doing that i i can't adapt to not having to interact with teachers i don't see myself doing that Mm -hmm. human engagement is so important i'm sure that you've noticed that at this point like uh (laughs) um, being personally involved with people and having them be face to face with you and be able to stand there and help you and support you and literally pick up a pencil and walk you through steps for whatever it is that you're looking for help from is huge correct Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot to reflect on. Okay. And I really, I really applaud you for sharing that because I know it's been a struggle for you. It's been very, very stressful. Um, in our home, guys, I will share with you. And there were times that um, the stress was so high that Shay and I were, you know, in a yelling match. We were more um, separate than we were living in the same house than we were at any point before the pandemic hit. And part of that was due to me feeling stressed at watching my kid have to struggle through Mm -hmm. this whole situation and understand that. And then also the way that the world felt, the shape of the world had changed. I just must have expected Shea to adapt to that. Um, I wasn't even comfortable and it really showed in the way that we interacted and I can't say that in any other given time, you know, we, we've been 100% perfect. But to be honest with you, until the pandemic hit, Shay and I didn't really have beef. And it turned out that the pandemic showed up at a time when I was already in high stress. Um, and then, you know, income changes and all these different um, changes happen within the home. And I'm expected to rise above and make sure that Shaya feels strong and confident and try to pump her up. And, yo, I lost the the grip on that piece so i'm going to give you some facts about kids in covid and give you a little bit of perspective so that when you sit down with your kid or when you look at your child the next time that they get ready to ramp up and go to school um, you can be best prepared to help them get there now this isn't just about school though and uh, this is about how the pandemic is affecting children across the country predominantly at home Now, we have the luxury of getting out these days. Some of the world is open. Some of the world is actually closing back up. Today, I'm going to give you a few statistics based on studies from Stanford U. And I want to make sure that you guys understand exactly how you can help your kids if this particular pandemic extends. Number one, what you want to do when you have a kid who's stuck at home is make sure that you touch base with them on a regular basis. Some kids are sitting at home right now playing video games, not paying attention to the world around them. And you definitely need to check in with them like you would yourself. Number two, making certain that your child is clear and aware of where they are at and where they are going. Maybe they don't understand what their vision is for their future or they don't know what they want to be when they grow up. But I'm talking about your everyday plans. Having a routine is so, so important. Making sure that your kid is getting ample rest and Ample attention from the people that surround them is crucial. The environment that our children is growing up are growing up in is just as important as that rest and that mental health that we're talking about tonight. And number three, understanding that the calm and the peace and all of the stress can be maintained if we are present in their lives. 
having a representative to show and prove those examples is the key component to expecting our children to do better and be better. We cannot have them be who we want them to be. They have to be who they want to be. And what better way to allow them to do that, to grow and to flourish than to sit back and make sure that they have support. All right. Now that we have those three things out of the way, Shea, are you ready? We're going to play a little game. And I like to interview people on my podcast and just, you know, give them a chance to answer straight from the dome. So I wanted to get your perspective on a couple of different questions. Maybe you can offer insight to parents who will need to know how to help their children through a pandemic. Are you ready to play? Sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So currently Arizona, Texas, and Atlanta, Georgia are getting ready to shut back down. We get a call from Governor Inslee that Washington State is going to shut back down tomorrow. What would you tell a parent whose kid is going to be stuck at home for the foreseeable future? What would you enlighten a parent on? Um, to spend more quality time as a family and not be separated into separate rooms to have activities and have fun with each other during troubled times Mm, very good that's awesome that's a good that's a good suggestion um so let's give you another scenario you have a couple of friends that want to get together and there have been a number of people who have been interested in hanging out with you and you are kind of chomping at the bit to get in tune with people because you really haven't had human interaction and your parent is screaming like yo Shea you are supposed to be around the same family members what would you like your parent to know from your perspective about being a kid in COVID and and being a kid of a pandemic that can enlighten us as parents who, you know, who are parents of children who really rely on the, the help from their, their student body and their peers to get through things like this. What would you say to a parent? I feel like parents should be more understanding with the fact that since we don't have physical interactions with people, that us constantly wanting to talk with friends or be on the phone or be on FaceTime for hours on end is like the same thing as if if we were together. So I feel like us having that time spent on the phone with them or playing video games with them or FaceTime with them is the same amount of time that we would want um, to like be in their presence to be in their presence. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I used to sit on the phone and literally just sit with my friends. Okay. Sometimes I see Shaya on the phone and there's nobody on FaceTime, but I can hear voices. I'm like, yo, who are you talking to? They literally are FaceTiming each other talking to the wall. I'm like, yo, why are you fake? Why don't you just get on the phone? It's just not the same y'all. Back in the day, we used to be, you know, somebody would page us, hit us on our beeper. We'd call them back be like, hey, what's up? You know, late, late night, low key. These kids are FaceTiming till two and three in the morning to feel that connection, to feel that, that uh, closeness with, with their peers. It's really strange to me, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I kind of get it. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's awkward. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, a good scenario. You have um, someone that you um, admire 
and you've been hoping that the pandemic is not going to make you two separate. Okay, this is outside of the parent talk. You're hoping that you two do not separate in the pandemic, but you need support from your parent. Okay, you need support from your parent to make sure that you stay connected to this person. What suggestion would you give your parent? What what would you what would you say? How would you ask your parent, "Yo, can can I get your support on this? It's a pandemic." What would you say? Um, I feel like we would have to have dialogue about how me and that person can figure out a way either when things start opening up during the pandemic or when things start calming down during the pandemic or even when it ends to have me and that person have that connection and interact and be able to be in each other's presence so we don't lose contact with one another and have that same relationship lovely so I want to say thank you so much for just sitting with me. It's cold out here now. Um, we need to go get in our tent and, and um, cuddle up. But uh, as it stands, we're kind of at a place nowadays um, where we have to have these difficult conversations. We need to open up and look each other in the eye and make sure that we're clear on where the other person is at. We don't necessarily have to understand where the other person falls. We don't have to... Um, be on the same wavelength you know i'm i'm damn near 40 and this kid is 15 years old and i still need to level out to figure out where she's at and understand where she's coming from and i'm not always that great at it but parents out there if you can hear me and you understand what i mean by this please get on your child's level even if it's a sit down chit chat over some you know over some snacks or over a a a show during the breaks, sit down and ask questions. You know, maybe you find something um, that you guys can relate to online and you want to have a conversation with them, but don't know how to address it. The pandemic is a whole new uh, normal. It's a whole new world and it's a whole new opportunity out there. And I just encourage all of you to look your kids in the eyes and figure out how you can help support them grow through this time because we ourselves have to manage stress. Can you imagine being a kid in COVID? So Shaya, Send me off with a little bit of an inside scoop about you um, as it pertains to your personal mantra. What is it that we can expect from you moving forward? Are you interested in doing more entrepreneurial things? What do you think that you're going to be doing um, in the near future? Um, I feel like my future has to do with helping others and setting a good example. Um, Also helping my mom with marketing and sales and being kind of like her personal assistant um <laughs> hey <laughs> not free labor i am paying for this okay? okay she's a good writer so i need that i need all that help okay all right now <laughs> and i feel like the secret to happiness is to be satisfied and be grateful in everything you do so i'm gonna just through this hard time i'm just gonna start setting an example for others and for my own community in general, um, I'm going to try and meditate with my mom and pray, try to push through and spend more quality time with my immediate family and just people that I love. So I feel like that's all we can do right now is just hope for the best. Yo, that's what's up. OK, I might be doing that. So I'm glad that you and I are talking about this tonight, Shea, because studies show that there's a huge psychological aspect that we need to be paying attention to in order 
to mitigate like the person to person transmission. And I want to make sure that for physical and social distancing reasons, we're clear on what we're trying to say here by uh, chatting about the kids in COVID situation. Now, since studies show that the effects of school closure during COVID has exasperated negative effects on children and adolescents, I wanted to make sure that we're specific about our target here and how we want to chit chat about mental distress and disruptions. Now you have it good. You have a couple of different families that you have been able to um, spend your time with. You know, your grandma and grandpa are getting a little older. They really want you around. So you've had that positive environment and you've been kind of um, in and amongst the same people uh, for some time now, but it has been a nice positive rotation between them and your father. The cool thing about that is that you have a way to help your own mental health without understanding that there are different things that are going to potentially cause you mental distress. So what's really cool is that after doing my research, I wanted to make sure that um, the frustration or irritations or short tempers can be addressed prior to, uh, you know, potentially another extended period of time for us to all be together. And, you know, our routines and activities have been greatly impacted. So children and young people are of one of our highest concerns. And as a therapist myself, I want to make sure that, you know, cancellation of routines and making sure that, um, you know, uh, support groups and mental health support is something that we actually seek out for the kids while we're coping um, as parents, because let's be real, parents are getting, um, you know, bombarded with something new. And that is a whole new normal. The routine is kind of jacked up. Um, Our social and physical distancing uh, has a short and long term effect on our children and adolescents and ourselves. And we need to pay attention to those of us who could be potentially suffering from anxiety, worry, depression, and then living without internet services, as I mentioned. You know, some children and adolescents have been exposed to child abuse and isolation at this point. And, um, you know, home containment isn't a safe situation. So I'm blessed to be able to offer some part of this uh, with our our community and and have them look at both sides. Because, you know, as we continue to research, as I have you look into some of the psychosocial support and counseling and things like that to get guidance, uh, not everybody has that opportunity and governments have to put in place some mass campaigning to increase, you know, awareness before school reopens. Um, We should be considering providing subsidized specialized services like mental health care before the learners go back to school. And it's important that the methods of reaching the children and adolescents and their families are appropriate interventions, guys. We really need to be focusing on what mass amounts of people need. Um, This campaign needs to be for the reopening of school. We need to sit down and have these conversations prior to the opening of school so that we can figure out what type of interventions to set in place. Now, parents um, or families can also provide supportive interventions such as, you know, psychoeducation in order to promote wellness. Um, You know, Zoom meetings in the middle of the day are always good. Uh, making sure that we have like virtual game nights, virtual prayer groups, virtual religious services, and more to provide peer social support. Those are just some of the ways that we as professional parents (laughs) 
can do better to scale up and and offer mental health services to our kids. Now, sitting down and having a direct conversation is probably key. But on top of that, we want to make sure that children and adolescents are responsible and that we're using our responsibility as parents to serve them properly. So let's get down to just a couple more things. And I want to make sure that we can find a nice inner peace by the end of this. Thank you again, Shay Shay, for being an example for kids that are possibly listening. Shout out to my high school kids that um, support Creative Concepts. Uh, see you guys. Thank you so much. And um, I appreciate you sharing your story. And this is the best way to uh, do a little healing and work through some of the issues that we might have. So I'm glad that you were able to sit down for a minute and connect with your mom. And um, kids and parents out there, make sure that you're actually sitting down to have these conversations because while they might not be easy, they're necessary. Um, and that's pretty much it. I appreciate you, Shay. I'm, I'm very proud of you. And uh, I look forward to uh, working with you again, of course, as my little marketeer. And um, let's just keep this, let's keep this movement going. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Mom. I love you. Love you too, babe. Good night. Join me next week for Wellness Wednesday, where we talk investment and ways to recoup from a pandemic the other night dear while i lay sleeping i dreamt i held you in my arms but when i woke up i was mistaken and i hung my head and cried you're tuned into crazy concept with your favorite host cray thibodeau bringing you the latest in wellness investment and business please follow and add to your playlist Make sure you tune in every Wellness Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time.